some of these things, you know, often if God convicts us of something, um, some of us do better at others, or some people here do better than some of the rest of us at sharing that and, and talking about that. Um, but one thing that God spoke to me this week about is Bible reading and the importance of it. And I've been, this week I started a study, and the, the title of the study is The Christian's Toolbox. And it has, it's 13, um, 13 weeks worth of, has a sub, different subject for each week. And then there's scripture to go along with each day. And anyway, it's just something interesting that, or something that I decided to try and see how it goes. But um, the first top, or the, for this week, the topic was Bible reading. And it seems like right now with work and church and we've had the Christmas comfort things going on and it seems like it's been hard to actually sit down and just read. Um, you know, while you're driving, you can pray or you can, you know, once in a while, I'll listen to something on my phone, listen to scripture being read, but to sit down and actually, whether it's on your phone or in a, a physical Bible, it's hard to take the time to sit down and do that. And that's something that God really, I guess, convicted me of this week. And as I was thinking about that and looking at that, um, there's three points that I have this morning that kind of jumped out to me um, that, have, that go along with the Bible or Bible reading. Um, the statement was made that more than 40 men wrote the 46 books of the Bible, but there is only one author. And that... I mean, we all know that there was different men that wrote it. It was all inspired. The scripture talks about, you know, all scriptures inspired by God. But there's only one author where all this came from. And it's not, today we have millions of authors or, you know, whatever, thousands, whatever. And everybody, I think everybody in this world could talk about one subject and you would get a different perspective from everybody. Um, and that's one thing that in scripture you do get different different stories that are told in the Bible you get different perspectives but it still has the same main or the same facts the same base I guess um, the plan of salvation it doesn't matter where you read about that in the scripture the the parables everywhere it still has the same base and that's something that when we're reading through the Bible, it seems like sometimes things get, can, can be a little bit confusing. And they're like, well, I thought this was, you know. But if you look at it, it's all the same. comes back to the same base. And it, ultimately, it's the plan of salvation. Um, but the first thing that we'll talk about is reading the Bible for guidance. Um, that is something that we as Christians, that is our roadmap, I guess you could say, or that's, that's what we, we look to scriptures for guidance. Um, the other Wednesday evening when we were at Roberts, he was talking about the, uh, the garage door or the, the doors he was, yeah, garage, the overhead doors, um, and how they were, what was it? A five panel door instead of the four panel or something. And, and he didn't have the right instructions. Um, if, if he would have just decided, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to use four panels. I'm not going to use the fifth panel because my instructions are for the fourth, four panel. Would that, how would that have worked? 
there'd be a hole at the top of his garage door. Um, but the instructions were not correct for what he needed to do. And when, how often do we, we as men don't like to read instructions. We like to put it together. And Tan will often tell me, she's like, well, just look at the instructions, you know? And well, no, you're a man, you know, you can figure out where the screws go. But I think how many times in our spiritual life do we do the same thing? We think, well, I can figure this out. You know, what, what's there in the Bible that, has a, that says anything about that? But um, I'm going to read a couple verses. I've got a number of different verses I'm going to read this morning. But the first one is Psalm 119, um, verses 104 and 105. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Um, think about a light to our path. Um, the other evening, the last Saturday, last night a week ago, I was up at Sampson's and um, shot a deer. And the first thing that we did when we went out to look for it is Sampson got two spotlights or flashlights. That was the first thing we took. Or that was the first he said, let me get a few, or let me get flashlights, whatever. And we went out and when we were after dark, when we were walking, it was it was black. Like if we shut our lights off, when we went to drag the deer out of the woods, it it was dark. Like and I, I had to think of that when it talks about a light unto our path. Anymore in this world it seems like it's nighttime a lot of the time. And it's I I, I don't like to dwell on it, but facts are facts. And uh, it's something that in leading our children and guiding them, it's something that I'm seeing more and more of in, as they get, especially gets, is getting older, she's seeing more and more of that. And I, I love, it's probably one of my favorite verses is verse 105, that word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that's what scripture is supposed to do that is that is what we use scripture for um to guide us to to lead our families to lead our individual lives to lead the church um that's very beneficial in leading us um and then second timothy chapter three the two verses very familiar verses there all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You notice what it says in verse 16 for reproof and for correction. A lot of people, I think, get the drift that the Bible is a soothing, you know. We'll talk about this a little bit more later, but you know, it's a it's a love letter. You know, it's it's supposed to you know be feel good when we read it and stuff. And and when I think of those verses of reproof and correction, I don't think of something soothing. You know, and oh, you should probably change when you get a chance sometime. Um, when God points something out in our lives, it needs to. We need to do something about it. It's it's if I ask. We've been dealing this with this recently with Nevaeh and Kyrie. They like to get all kinds of toys out in their rooms, and then they like to go to bed. And then 
Well, Tam comes along the next morning while they're in school and cleans their rooms up. Well, then they have a nice room to come home to and they do it all over again. So we've been working on the thing of you are responsible for your room. You clutter it, you fix it. And that's come with some trials recently. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a thing of working together, of, of reproving them, of correcting them. And I think we as Christians, when God does that in our lives, sometimes we respond a lot like a five-year-old and eight-year-old. And we say, well, I'll do it another time. You know, let me, let me get through this week. I'm busy. We'll worry about next week. That type of thing. And that's something that I've been seeing more and more of in my life. If, if God points something out, it needs to change today. Not tomorrow, not next week. Um, and that's, that's one thing in verse 16 for reproof, for correction. That's why we have scripture. That's, some people don't like to hear that um, because they don't like what the scripture says because they know they may be in the wrong. But that is something that is, um, we can gain re, uh, through reading the Bible is guidance. Um, second thing, Bible reading is as important as your daily food. Um, I'm going to read two verses in Luke. When uh, Jesus was being tempted there in the wilderness, Luke 4, 3 and 4, and the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made, uh, that it may be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. We need physical food. That's very important. Um, without it, we wouldn't be here. I mean, it's, it's that simple. But our spiritual food is just as important. And as I was studying, one of the things that was in the commentary, they asked the question, um, how little of God's word can I read before I die spiritually? And they said how a lot of people, Christians, even, you know, whatever, whoever you want to put in that group, are asking that question today. How little can I read? How little do I need to go to church? If I show up on Sunday mornings, you know, is that, instead of asking, how often do I need spiritual guidance? And I think if you look at it in that sense, that's every day. That's every hour, all the time. It's not, you know, can I read, if I, you know, read 10 verses a day, is that good enough? You know, instead of looking at, well, how much can I read a day? Or how much, how much time can I spend with God? Um, if we try to get by on one meal a day, some of us, it might actually help our physical looks, but um, some of us would disappear. And what if we just tried to do it once a week on Sunday mornings? We'd eat a good breakfast before we came to church, but that's all we ate because, well, that's all we read our Bibles that Sunday morning, on Sunday morning. How would that affect our lives? And how does that affect our spiritual life if that's all we do? Is read our Bible when we're preparing for a devotional or when we're studying for Sunday school. Um, that wouldn't work very well. And that's something that God spoke to me this week on doing it often. Not just, often we pull out our phones, we're driving, or not driving, but we're, we're sitting somewhere, and I do this all the time, 
if I'm hauling stone, I pull up to the stone pit, park beside the pile, wait on the loader op, loader to come load. I'll pull my phone out and I'll go on Facebook or, or reply to message or something. You know, what would happen if I pull my phone and for those five minutes I'm sitting there, I would have the Bible app open, I would read scripture. Like I, I catch myself so many times pulling my phone out or, or, you know, talking to someone on the CB or something rather than just sit. And um, something that I want to I want to do better on. And then the last point is God gives us understanding of the scripture. Um, a lot of people today say, well, it's so hard to understand. It's 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 boring. Um, you know, I, I fall asleep whenever I try to read. Um, but if you think about it being, like I referred to earlier, it's a personal letter from God. And a lot of people say, well, I don't understand it. Well, when you don't understand something, if, if any of us are given instructions or, um, say Lester gets a, a print or something, to, you know, he needs to design something, and it says that the building is 200 foot long, and it's 87 foot wide at one end, and the other end is 260 foot long. Do you think he's going to have to ask a few, or why? He's going to have to ask a few questions before he tries to, tries to draw something up. If there's a 120 foot difference in the building width from one end to the other, there's probably going to be some questions. Is he going to call Robert and say, hey, I've got this print. What do you think of this? Should I just wing it? No, no offense against Robert, but Robert's not the man he's going to call. Who, who does he talk to? Well, <laughs> I believe, <laughs> but he is going to talk to the person that designed it or that, that, that is the man behind it. He's not going to call me because, well, yeah, that wouldn't end. Well, I'd tell him to throw some two by sixes up there and hope for the best. But who do we go to when we don't understand something in scripture? Um, and yes, attending church is good. Hearing other people's perspective, hearing other people expound, asking a fellow Christian, hey, what do you think of this? I, I'm having trouble understanding it, that type of thing. But so often, if, if there's something that we don't understand or it's a little complicated, you know, we just, wow. What if we just ask God and just say, hey, what, what does this mean? And it may mean different things for each one of us. Um, and let's think about the, the example of Philip with the eunuch. He was reading and, and he asked the question. He said, well, let me just... Let me just turn there so I don't. I'm not going to read the whole account there, but um, then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias, and he and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can how can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. And that to me is. Do we do that? Do we say, I don't understand this? Um, and ask somebody, ask, in this case, he asked, you know, a, a human. But um, do we ask God? If we're reading, we don't understand something. Do we ask him? Um, same way with, you know, kind of along the same line of, of with the, what I was talking about with Lester. If someone writes you a letter, 
and we don't do this much anymore. I don't know if anybody does it anymore, but you used to have, you know, you wrote each other letters in the mail. Um, I know mom had, there was her and one of her sisters and then two of their good friends that they grew up with had like the, what was it, circle letters, what it used to be. And every, you know, month or two, whatever, couple months actually the letter would come around you add your letter pull your old one out add your new letter and send it on and then they could read the letters that were written it was really it's kind of a genius idea it was an old-time facebook i guess but um if you read something in there and you were like well that doesn't you know you know there that doesn't make sense you would ask and i think it's the same way with god's letter to us you need to ask, we need to ask. If we don't understand something, ask somebody. Ask God, what do you mean by this? What do you want me to do with this? Um, I think that's all I have. I just, there's something that God spoke to me this week about is being intentional with time that we, not just time that we pray, but being intentional with, intentional with our time that we spend reading the Bible. And I was, as I was studying this, there's, a lot of information and in the, the thing I'm working through. And one thing that was said is everybody reads the Bible differently. Some people, it may, they gave a number of examples. You know, some people read through it in a year. Every day, they just read those verses. Some people will study a subject. Some people, you know, there's different ways. And they said, it's not the same for everybody. Some people understand it differently. Some people need to read it out loud while they're reading it. Um, a lot of people highlight stuff, take notes. There's different ways, but to be intentional about doing it, regardless of our way of doing it, I think is is the main thing. I think that's all I have. Samson, you can come up.